the speed once again, and he's, oh my goodness, that is huge. It's a white flag for the Cuban. Hi everybody and welcome to the Triple Jumpers podcast with me, Marcus Wilmore. Today, I meet a South American record holder and the 8th best triple jumper of all times, the Brazilian monster Jadel Gregorio. Jadel had his prime time during the first decade of the 21st century and in 2007 he broke the long-standing legendary South American record of Juan Carlos de Oliveira when he jumped 17.90 meters. He has three silver medals from world championships, one outdoors and two indoors. He also won the 2007 Pan American Games, he made two Olympic finals and several more championships finals throughout his career. In this episode we go through Jadel's career from start to finish, we talk about the highs and lows, how he was to compete indoors for the first time and how it was to train with Peter Stanley, the same man who coached Jonathan Edwards to his world record. Jadel also talks about the best moments of his career, uh, how he managed to jump so far although being so tall and heavy, and we also go through some followers questions. Now let's jump into the 13th episode of the Triple Jumpers podcast with Jadel Gregorio. Welcome to the Triple Jumpers podcast, Jadel Gregorio. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, I feel good. Today is not too hot. It's look like a, a raining day. Like look like England. <laughs> I just finished my work, but I feel super good. Okay, so you're in San Diego. Yeah, I live in San Diego, California. Yeah. Okay, so what are you doing nowadays when you're 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 not a triple jumper anymore. What what are you doing nowadays? So I work with the kids. So I, I'm a, like a triple jump coach, long jump coach, high jump coach, and also I'm a business guy. I have some business outside in Brazil and here. So I keep my time working with uh, with. Uh, uh, the development day sports. So my function is to try help people understand what what is the kind of benefits from the, the sports. Okay. Uh, do you do you move from Brazil and between Brazil and San Diego, or are you based in San Diego all the time? So I'm walking. I, I want to go inside the car because the, the wind blow a lot. Okay. And I cannot hear you. Sorry. Yeah. Go inside. Okay. Okay. Back to the question. Are you alternating between San Diego or Brazil or are you only based in San Diego right now? No, I was, before I retired, I was in England for a few years. Then I moved to Canada for a few years and then now I'm here in San Diego. I travel a lot. I, I like to stay in different places, not just in 
but I'm here for about five years. To start it all off, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and like who you are and what made you choose uh, the triple jump? I am Jadel Grigorio. I chose triple jump just because the triple jump chose me. I was high jumper. And one day I come in a competition. I was trying to make the Pan American Pan America qualifying Pan American Games for juniors in nineteen ninety-nine. And I come in one competition, I try triple jump. And I just get like uh, 10 centimeter off the qualifying. And my coach look at me and say, yeah, you're not a high jumper. You are a triple jumper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we train, we train like for half month. And then I qualified for, for the Pan American Games in Tampa, Florida. And when I get there, I get a bronze medal. Wow. Yeah, and then after that, I just, I just tried triple jump, and I love high jump, but we just keep doing just triple jump, and then the results just come true, come true, and then I forget automatically high jump. Yeah, uh, so you after after the Pan American Games in Junior Games in nineteen ninety nine, did you yeah uh, did you totally switch over to triple jump or did you train any more high jump or was it only triple jump then? Well, everything starts going so fast. I was training for more specific for, for triple jump, but I was also doing a little bit the high jump, but of course the results just show up. I was in the wrong place and the wrong event. Yeah, but uh, high jump and triple jump uh, complement each other very good. So I guess you could. Yeah, do both. after these, I start also sometimes uh, trying a little bit the long jump, and I do the super well, super well as well. Yeah, and we're gonna come to the long jump later. But in uh, when switching over to the triple jump, you did very good, and in two thousand one. You jumped uh, over 70 meters for for the first time after only been triple jumping like two or three years. Uh, and you also won the Brazilian uh, championships and qualified for your wor first uh, world championships. Uh, tell us about the year of 2001. 2001 was the, the year when I... I put myself 100% on the tracking field because before that I was like working, try make some money for help the family. I was not 100% in the tracking field. In 2001, when I hit the the 17 meters 13, and then I put my myself 100%. I say, yeah, now I'm a professional athlete. Okay. And uh, how did that help you to be able to focus totally on your on your uh, track and field career? How did that help you to to become a better athlete? 
Yeah, the sooner way I hit 17, 13, uh, the sponsors can talk to me. And then I have more uh, support. The sooner I get the support, the sooner I get more money. I start uh, put myself 100% focus on that because not just for my family, but for my my brotherhood, the people who who live where where I live, and I want to tell them if I can do that, if I can do, if I can be a better person, they can do too. So I I turn myself like. Uh, inspiration for for the older people so i i put 100 percent in myself for doing good for doing better and don't lose the opportunity so and then i know i have a line behind me the people who trust me the people who want to be like in good position the people who want to have the same opportunity and i i I cannot fall because if I fall, the people fall too. So I, that's why I keep me more motivated to keep going and keep going. Yeah, and uh, you did very good, and your professional uh, career uh, started to go very well. And uh, in 2002 was that was the first year when you were were out on the and competed on the international circuit. Um, you started out with a few indoor competitions in, in Europe, which was actually the first time you ever competed indoors. Uh, did you felt it was a big difference between jumping indoors and jumping outdoors? Yeah, I, I feel I feel the difference when, for example, when I come to Russia, when I come to your country, like it's freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we we I, I live in Brazil is 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 it's hot super hot yeah so and I don't have a clothes for indoors and when I get to indoors I was like a panic because it's it's hundred percent the way I live hundred percent different the way I live hundred percent different the way I train. So I have to be able, I have to concentrate myself to be able to turn my mind to this kind of competition. So, you know, in a cold place, you feel a little bit more pain on your, on yourself, you know, and yeah. you warm, you don't feel. So I have to adjust super fast and now I'm here and now I have to do it. So it's a, it's a big, was a big was a big uh, a big deal for me competing indoors the first time big deal yeah but eventually you you solved the problem <laughs> yeah I, I I broke the Brazilians and South America record uh, indoors in 2002 and Kalsu yeah and then I, I break the Brazilian record also in Dortmund and some indoors competition. I just like the results just came true. So that was good acclimatize for me. Good acclimatize, yeah. Yeah. And in the outdoor season of 2002, 
uh, you made a lot of competitions uh, all around uh, Europe and also a few back uh, in the South America. How was it for you to be able to travel across the world and competing against some of the best jumpers uh, uh, on earth? You know, for me, every competition was like a, a mission, you know. I take this competition like a mission, you know. If I have opportunity to show uh, for my people, to show for my uh, flag, to show for my federation, to show for my sponsors uh, the opportunity. I show them the tracking field in Brazil can be better. So that's why I take all the opportunities and go for it. And I take all. Well, sometimes I compete in, in Sweden. The people say, oh, you have a competition in Japan. Just I just take I just take the opportunity and go. I never I never stop to think Oh, I compete too much. Oh, this competition is too, too hot. That's too cold. I just enjoy. I just, just go on the flow. Yeah. So you just travel back and forth and everywhere. Yes, I love that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. And um, then uh, in 2003, you made your first global final when you jumped uh, 1686. Uh, for sixth place at the World Indoor Championships, how did it felt to to make your first global final? Yes, I never put my mind like just oh I'm in a on the final oh I'm in a Golden League or I'm in Dom, Diamond League. I just put myself like I want to go. I want to try my best. I never stop to think like I have to be. The first wall, I have to be the, I have to break the, the records. No, just always I want to go and try my best. So, of course, when I put myself on the top 10 of the, 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 the big competitions and, and the planet, that make me happy. But what make me happy is maintain digs. So I'm, I just enjoy, I just enjoy. Okay. But during, during the outer season, uh, you jumped 17-11 at the World World Championships to finish on fifth place. That competition was in, in Paris, in France. Um, how did you feel after after that that World Championship? Yeah, the World Championships on on was was a big uh, it was a big like a torn torn on. Because on that World Championship, I can see I have to train more. And I have to train different than the way I train in Brazil. Because when I get there, when I, get there I can see the people are prepared for. And I was not, not just mental, but physical, I was not prepared. Because back in the day, I do like one good jump, and then I have no legs for more good jumps. And I can see, I, I pay attention on the guys. They do like six jumps, but six, six always good jumps. They they go in crescent in the competition. I have just one jump, and damn, I'm tired. So after these after these world championships, I 
I pay attention on these guys. I pay attention myself and say, now I have to train a little bit more. That was the, the first the first level of my career uh, on the tracking field. And did you train more? Because uh, in 2004, the year after, you, you improved a lot. You first indoors uh, from... 1735 to 1746 and then uh, outdoors uh, from 1713 your outdoor personal best previous uh, to 1772 which was actually massive and put you in, in like the absolute world class the among the the medal candidates uh, was it depending on uh, the experiences from the from the year before when you decided that you you were gonna train more and and different. Yeah, when when I mean uh, train more, it's not just physical. It's more mental. It's more recovery. It's more uh, more involved. Hundred percent, twenty four hours being athletic. Yeah, because so... before I was athletic, I want to compete, but I was not 100% concentrated. I was not 100% uh, given 24 hours on my tracking field. Yeah, so so it... after this, after this I, I pay attention and say, yeah, I need a recovery. Oh, I need to work a little bit more speed. I need to work a little bit more uh, flexibility. Because years before, I have a lot of pain, a lot of pain on my on my back, on my on my uh, knees, uh, I have a lot of pain. Now I have to to find out. I, I, I look a lot to to figure out the guy my size and my body weight. What I have to do for compete and a good level for recover and a good level and stay always health. So that's why I learned a little bit pieces of that. That's why my my result just improved from one season to the other season. I was a different guy. I was you look and see the way I run in two thousand two is different the way I run in two thousand four. Way different. Yeah. So it was basically the whole whole thing about the whole mindset to towards the sport and, and the training and recovery and all of that. Yes, I have to move. I have to create, I have to create a group, doctor, physio, uh, psychologist, and trainer, speed trainer, you know, all for the results getting better and better. Yeah. And uh, 2004, was an Olympic year with the Olympic Games in uh, Athena uh, in Greece and you were really one of the favorites going into that after your your massive jump of 1772 um, you well there you finished on fifth place uh, how did it felt to to do that and not get a medal back home Yes, that was, that made me super sad, super sad, again, super sad, because I was number one on the year, I, I had the best mark until the Olympic Games, and then 
I get there, I don't, I don't give the result on the way I want. But I'm from Brazil, you know, and Brazil is so political problem. This is a lot of corruption problem. And that affected me one month before when I was acclimatized myself and Welva. I have a problem with my federations and these problems start in 2003 and finish in 2017. Oh. So, yeah, we, I have a I have a fight against my federation for many, many years. And that part, that problem started there in 2003. But anyway, I get, I get fifth place on the Olympic games, Athena's Olympic games that affect myself, that affect the way I think. And I say, after that, I say, I, I don't want to live in Brazil. I don't want to stay close to these kind of political problems, I wanted to stay away. That's why I moved to England to train with uh, uh, Peter Stanley and Jonathan Edwards. Yeah, but Jonathan Edwards, had had he retired then in 2004? Yeah, Jonathan Edwards, he, he gave me like uh, very good advice on the first week, in the first week when I landed in, in in England 2005, but 2004, I was just like a, a big fan. I, I compete against him for a few years before and always um, I love to be on the same track with John Tavis. And then that's why I decided going, after the Olympic Games, decided going to train with uh, Peter Stanley. Was it in Newcastle? Yes, I moved to Newcastle, 2005. Uh, also for acclimatize, for getting ready to the cold place. So uh, myself was super weak for the indoors. The sooner I moved to to UK, I get stronger and I can compete in any place in the rain and the cold. On a sunshine day, I have no problem with the muscle anymore. Okay, so it was a good decision. And as you told before, you did a bit of long jump as well. And in 2004, you improved your personal best from 1789 to 822, which is very good. Uh, and you, you made the Olympic Games in the long jump as well. Uh, did you ever consider to focus on long jump or did you just saw it as a compliment to the triple jump? I never, I never, never have like a two weeks training just for long jump. I was training like a compounding, I trained like a fast movements, normal weights, but nothing specific for long jump. The long jump just kept natural. Okay. Uh, anyhow, we, you did pretty good, so. Yeah, you know, this competition always, I think that's the way the Brazilians, the Brazilians back in the day, not the Brazilians right now, they are more competitive. They are more fighter, you know. So that's the, the way I, I growing up. I growing up, 
I come from the bad neighborhood. I come from like a poor guy and I have to fighting. So that's why I come to the competition. The competition for me is a big fighting. Always I try, always I try my best. Uh, what do you think about the Brazilian triple jump right now? I mean, we have, you had, uh, uh, what's his name? Almir, Almir dos Santos and another one, uh, two Brazilians over 70 meters this year. Ale Alexandro Melo, what do you think about uh, the Brazilian triple jump uh, right now? You know, here they, they are so spoiled. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, you know. Uh, they have everything now. They have sponsors. They have uh, they they travel to where they go for training camp and, and all that. But when they come to the competition, we don't see we don't see uh, the feedback from what they get. You know, they get a lot for them for them don't give the feedback. So we expect something more. For example, they go for the Pan-American Games, they have nothing there, no results. They're going to some other competition in Europe, they have no good results. So, I don't know. I, I'm just waiting for some good deal, good, good things. Like, you can see the guys here in America, Taylor, uh, Will, Will Clay, the guys jump over 18 meters. They have the same the same age. We cannot say, oh, Brazil is a school off the triple jump. We have just one guy or two guys every 10 years. You know, like we cannot say we have the school off jumpers in Brazil. We cannot say, oh, we have a good jumpers in Brazil. Oh, like... Yeah, we, we have sometimes find find some ones, but. That must be like five, six guys jumping over 17 meters, not just one or, or two after five, 10 years. For example, I jumped 1790 on 2007 and nobody come close to my result. We talk about 12, 12 years. Hopefully they, they, they continue to develop and, and and get better than in the coming years. I hope yeah, me too. I, you know, we, the problem right now is they are not open. The coaches, the coaches must be a little bit more open for talk about the progress, where we can go, what we need. So what do you understand about these more question, more open for, for the sport growing, not just one or two person, but the sport in Brazil. So there right now is a little bit problem with the ego. The sooner we we caught the ego, I I believe the the sports will grow up in Brazil. Yeah. Okay. And um, in 2006, you set um, a South American indoor record of 17.56 to finish on uh, second place and and claim a bronze uh, a silver medal at the World Indoor Championships. Tell us about your ex experience from that competition and, and when you when you got your first global medal. Oh, 2006, that was my second medal. Oh. <laughs> I got one in 2004. 
Hungría. Uh, okay, in Budapest. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The okay. second one was was good. I was super super prepared for jump far. I was trained with uh, uh, Peter Stan for from September, October October uh, two thousand five to February uh, two thousand six. So I was good. I have a good pace with uh, Peter Stanley, and I was really really prepared for jump far. But I get sick one night before, two nights before I get sick. So I wake up in the competition day. I was coughing blood, you know, oh. very, 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 very congestion. But you know, competition is competition. You have to be there. You have to be good there. I try my best, and I get super, super happy. I get so exciting about the scenario. I get a. You know, I just put myself on the spot like I very uh, mental, strong for this competition. I and end the day I get a silver medal and the Brazilian South American records. So I cannot I cannot have more than that, right? I'm I'm so blessed. I feel blessed after all I haven't two days before. And that put me in the and the big names on this area, and I just want to move forward after that. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I totally missed you. You took a medal in 2004 as well. But yeah. tell us about that then, when you when you got your first global medal. Yeah, you know, like, this feeling, this feeling is... Uh, It's different feeling, you know. It's like you don't know. It's it's just about the the working team. It's just about the teamy, the team. It's just about the training. It's just about the coaches. You put all together on this medal. You put all together when you get the result. It's this is a, it's a great feeling, and this feeling keep you motivated to hit the best the best level. On the next competition, so that is, is a kind of fire, you know, it's a kind of fire. In uh, in two thousand seven, you absolutely exploded out to a new South American record of seventeen ninety to move up at, uh, to sixth place at the time uh, of all times. Uh, now you're on tenth place. Uh, how did it felt to make that monster jump and break? Uh, break the Brazilian and the South American record by one centimeter? Oh, that was a big deal because when when the uh, João Carlos Oliveira broke the record was about 32 years two, 32 years before <laughs> so when I, when I jumped this I had 27 years old like I I burned for break this record. So and um, when I break this record, I was 27. I had 27 years old, and the record was 32 years old. So they are they are there for a long time. Yeah, 
when I break things, the feeling was like, wow, I did something and nobody from Brazil or South America haven't been no clothes for at least 35 years. Yeah, that exactly. gave me like one big whoa. Because this put me like the six on the six big names on the triple jump from ever. When I hit this mark, and then I can put, I put in my mind like, yeah, now I'm prepared for anything. Yeah. Uh, and actually, when uh, Juan Carlos uh, de Oliveira broke the record, he, he broke it by almost half a meter. So he did a yeah. very, very good <laughs> world record. And then, yeah. then you broke it. So. Yeah. yeah, the feeling for me was uh, it's not just about the record, it's about you maintain the, the, the history about the, the, the jumpers in Brazil, you know, like that, that put me on good spot. Like I feel, I feel very appreciated what I did. Yeah. Cause Brazil has, has a very good history of, of triple jumping. If, if we look back through the archives, you can find, uh, three or five people who, who have been broken the world record. Yeah, we have we have good names like, for example, Ademar. He has two Olympic gold medal on on the fifties, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, himself, another guy who jumped good. And then we have uh, uh, Nelson Prudencio, yeah, who exactly. who jumped far as well. So we have good names there. Yeah. Um, okay, so after your monster jump that in in two thousand seven, you went to the World Championships in uh, Japan, and you did very good there, uh, jumping uh, seventeen fifty nine to finish uh, second behind Nelson Evora. How did how did that felt? Yeah, I'm expecting something more for Doha. But like I say, we in the Pan American Games in Brazil, the one I won uh, in 2007, I was training in England. And I back to Brazil for this competition. And then we have some big, big problems with my federation. I have some big problems with uh, codes uh, and uh, people who can can help me on the track, who cannot help me on the track, I was alone. Because Peter don't cannot come for the Pan American Games, and also I get sick. It was rainy. You can see the Pan American Games in Brazil, 2007. I get sick. I back to England. Don't train for one for almost two weeks. I have to travel to Edinburgh for make my visa for Japan 
going back, going back, going back. Finally, in the day, I go to Japan and I compete super well, and I got the silver silver medal there, and I put my flag uh, with the big names again in podio. But was was I, I expect to jump jump more? I expect to jump uh, around 18 meters. I was I was good. I was good for jump far. By the fall of 2007, you you started training towards uh, the 2008 Olympic season. How was it to to start training towards an Olympic season? Was it any difference between training towards an Olympic season between training towards just a normal season or a world championship season? Oh, yeah, it's, it's very important. I say also, I never just trained for one thing. I was trained for going compete. For example, you can see, uh, I'm the only guy who compete more than 20 competition in a year. Yeah. I never stopped just for world championships or just for Olympic games. I, I just love compete. So, of course, I want to go in the world championships. I want to go in the Olympic Olympic uh, Olympic Games and and have medal, but I never stopped just for Olympic Games. I never stopped just for World Championship. I just trained for for going there and jump. And 2008, I I have some issues in my knees. I cannot compete that well. That's why I I don't go for indoors in 2008. Uh, because I have a problem on my knees. And 2008 was not a good season for indoors. And I keep training for outdoors, and outdoors I have some some okay results, but not good. But I was not 100%. I was not in good shape like I was in 2004 like I was in 2007. You only placed uh, on a sixth place at the Olympic Games. Uh, were you disappointed about that? Or... No, you know, like, uh, I always feel super good what I, what I did in competition. Of course, you always expect more. But in the end of the day, you feel like, all right, I, I try my best. Sometimes my best is not what my country expects. It's not what my family expects. But I try my best. So at the end of the day, I just put my my mind, my my myself on the on the, on my on my bed in this and say, uh, yeah, I try my best. Okay, and uh, then in in 2010. You made your last international championship final at the World Indoor Championships in Doha. Uh, did you consider your career was over after that, or did you still had high ambitions uh, with with a triple jump? Yeah, I have. A, I, I my ambition was super high until 2016. But the problem is 2000. Then I have 
my knee was really bothered me. Like I was not in good shape, my knees, and we decided to make a surgery on my knees in 2011 because 2010 and 2009 that hurt a lot for training. I cannot walk properly. I cannot pounding. I cannot do weights. Yes, 2010 was a season like very sad for me because I cannot do what I love. My my knees hurts, and I just fight for being a world championships. And 2009, I just fight for being indoors. Uh, Doha 2010, but I was not good. I was not in good shape. And then also I I have no support from my federation. I have to back to Brazil. 2010, I back to Brazil. And then all the big problems start. Okay. But you, you still continued to, to train and wanted to, I guess you wanted to make the 2016 Olympic Games on home turf in Rio. Yeah, in 2011, I decided to make a surgery on my knees. I make a surgery on my knees. I sacrificed the Pan American Games for from Guadalajara in Mexico for back strong in 2012. And I did it. I back strong in 2012. I make surgery on my both knees. Six months after that, I get my Brazilian qualifying uh, or my Brazilian national championship. I get first place. I qualified for, for the, the Olympic Games. But like I say, we have a corruption problem in Brazil, and they just say, oh, you, you don't go to the for, for the Olympic Games in 2012. They take, they forge a result for another guy. They take the other guy. Okay. And the other guy, the other guy going to 2012 Olympic Games and jump 1558. Oh. And I just, I just jump after surgery after six months, surgery in both knees. I cannot walk. I cannot do nothing. I just recover myself, and I jump 1699. But they don't take me for the Olympic Games. And one year after this, I just kind of retired. Okay. Yeah, I tried bobsled. Okay. Because I want to put myself in the Olympic Games again for Soji indoors, uh, uh, bobsledding, all indoors Olympic Games and Soji Russia. Yeah. And the sooner I get on, on the bobsled team, <laughs> I see how crazy is that. People crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I say, why I put myself on bobsled? That's crazy. If I hit with this car, I will be dead. <laughs> yeah, it's they're going very, very fast. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like no protection. It's it's crazy. And then I just decide, right? No, I will back to the track and field. Okay. Back to Tragic Field, I come to to uh, California. 
I start training with uh, with the banks. The training okay. going super well, and keep going for 2016. 2016, I have offered to work on like a Brazilian ambassador of the sports. Okay. And and then I fly back to Brazil and and uh, my career stopped when I decide work and train. Yeah. So then, 2016 yeah. was was the end of your career. Yeah, because I try I in in my trials I try to compete but I get hurt. And and that time I just decide okay. I don't jump anymore. I just, I just will help the kids to grow on the sports. I don't jump anymore. Okay. Yeah. And uh, when uh, summarizing your career, if you could choose a moment, what was the most memorable moment uh, of your career? Wow. Well, you know. 2004, after the Olympic Games, I was I was very very sad, and I get out of the stadium, and I take the metro, yeah. and we have like a, Christian also on that time he have like a, thousands of people screaming and make noise for him on the stadium. People paint the face, they have big flags and all that. And I get in Metro, I don't want to go with the people by bus. I want to just stay away from everybody. The sooner I get in Metro, all the competition comes to my mind, right? Because I was prepared for that. But I get and then the day I get nothing. And then I just jump off in one station, walk in the street like head down. And then I see like uh, maybe hundreds Sweden's with the face, painting face, big flags. They are walking. Damn. Just after the Olympic Games, I'm super sad, and I find all these people in my front, you know. And then I put my 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 head down, and I want to cross them, pass to them, like I don't see them, and they don't see me. But it was was a magic moment that they they make a circle around me. They start double clap for myself and say like, "We we love you. You are the champion too." So that that have no price. Uh, you know that have no price because this is the sport. You know, doesn't matter your accounting. Doesn't matter if you have a medal or not. If you do something good, and if you do something that people appreciate, they will clap to you too. Yeah. So that was that was 
the magic moment for myself. Yeah, what a story. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Back in the day, we don't have mobile phones and all these things for film, you know, but that, that was a great moment. Yeah. Um, okay, and as a triple jumper, you were you were very tall and and heavy for being a triple jumper. Um, how did that affected your your jumping uh, technique? Oh, that affected me before. After after two thousand three, all good. But before, I have injuries on my knees. I have an injury on my on my back, my ankles. Because I don't know, I don't know how to hit the floor. I don't know how to have the good position, you know. But after I I start work with my physio and my chiropractor, uh, oh sorry, osteopathic guys, I I create a group, and this group support me every day. For after sessions, they will fix me. They come with me to track and see, oh, we have a lot of impact here. Let me fix you on your alignment. So they did a super, super uh, job with me. And these people fixed the, the, the physio with my 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 uh, training session. So that's why I don't have problem. That's why I travel to everywhere, I jump everywhere many times in a year because I have these people to care me after the competition. Okay. And uh, could you just go through your technique a bit and tell us about your strength and weaknesses in, in your triple jump technique? Yeah, my technique is like, I'm, my feet was super fast on the floor, always super fast. So that is, that's helped me a lot. I'm a big guy. If you look from far away, look, I'm slow, but I was fast. So I, that's a good point. I was fast, and then I start work on how to synchronize the fast arms with the fast legs. The sooner I synchronize fast arms, bring the knee fast, bring the knee fast and higher. All the pains, all the problems, all the struggles I have with the arms and they just synchronizing them, just start having good results. So I train a lot of bounding with the last I was training a lot of power lifting. I was training a lot of uh, short run, like 40 meters, 60 meters, just for improve something for my size. Like I built myself for get a little bit faster because I was a little bit uh, slow. And that ha that's happened. To wrap it all up, um, I have some quick questions about you and then some followers questions as well. Um, so what are your interests now behind, b besides uh, being a track coach and, 
and your uh, businesses? Uh, what do you like to do? Oh, I love travel. I love drive. I love drive. Uh, I love stay um, doing nothing sometimes, like just watch movies, just relax, doing barbecue. You know, I, I'm Brazilian. Brazilian love barbecue. Brazilian love watch movie. And also, I... I spend a lot of time with the family, care the family, take the kids going there, take the kids going here. Yeah, I'm, I'm more family, family. Um, all the time I have a gift from my family. Yeah. And uh, what is your favorite movie then? Oh. I have a lot of movies, uh, movies who I like it. I, I like the Stallone Cobra. Cobra. Okay. I like Hockey Balboa. Yeah. And I like the, is, um, I don't know in English, like Exterminator, the future Exterminator, like uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Okay, and uh, now this one might be a bit tricky. So, if you were stranded on an island, which triple jumper would you bring there? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm in the island? Yeah, exactly. Who I bring with me? Yeah, which triple who which triple jumper? For what? You know, if if you could bring one triple jumper to a, a, a island with without with no people and yeah, just maybe to try to get out of there or someone you you could spend some time with or whatever. Okay. That, that man, that's hard because uh, all these guys they are my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Will Clay is a good guy, man. Will Clay is a good guy right now, and he he's good guy. He's clever. He's one one of these guys who I take with me for the island. Yeah, but. I have a lot. I have big names. I have a lot of names. I cannot say just one. Yeah, Will Clay could could sing for you also. Yeah, he can sing. He's good. He can <laughs> sing. He can dance. <laughs> yeah, good. It would be a lot of fun. Then I have some a few questions from from our followers also. So Justin Chase uh, wants to know if you uh, what you did the hours before a competition your pre-meet routine oh my pre-meet routine is shave my my hair shave my mustache uh, it's just put a good music and then going to the breakfast or, or lunch eat eat good then 
put the clothes for for the competition and always like have a good good music and just chill just wait for the competition okay and uh, then veil underline 2096 wants to know what gym exercises uh, you think is best for a triple jumper oh yeah good for triple jumpers always is doing exercise unilateral like if you go bounding go one leg do a, a cycle with one leg and then do a cycle with the other leg uh doing like a standing triple jump doing standing long jump and some prizes so uh, if you could invite a guest to the triple jumpers podcast who would you invite oh uh, nelson ever yeah he he has been jumping since like Feels like forever, so he would have a lot yeah, of good stories. That, that's why that's why I give his name. He's this guy he have my respect. He's he passed for many problems on broke legs and all that. You know, being Olympian champion and now don't qualify for the world championship. He's he's the guy. Yeah. I will try to get him. Okay, Jado. Thank you for joining the podcast. It was it was very nice to talk to you and uh, thank you to hear your story. Thank you for joining. Thank you. I hope we talk soon. I must say, Jado had a lot of fascinating things to say. I really love to hear the stories from jumpers who have finished their careers because they have a different perspective than the people living in the middle of theirs. It's also nice to listen to people from different parts of the world to hear about the differences in experiences and training and so on. I, I really think Jadel had a lot great, great stuff to say and I will really learn a lot from this episode. And if you have any tips on who I should interview, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. I will soon be back with a new episode. Until then, have a good time. Bye. Tremendous speed once again. And he's, oh my goodness, that is huge. It's a white flag for the Cuban. Eddie Tango for la posterité.